Welcome, everybody, to episode 41. Yes, episode 41, I believe it is, of Halfway to Heroes. Hey, Barry. <laughs> what happened in episode 40? Boo, boo, boo. So, we we did a lot. We went down. Uh, we went down a really long way into the ground. It was like I mean, we did like a little montage walk. I think we went through some giant carved out tunnels. Uh, we found a laboratory, and inside the laboratory was a couple different things. There was a mini replica. Uh, freaking! Oh my god, what are they called again? Spaceship? Well, it's a spaceship. Ark? <laughs> like the the people, the the, the tentally guys. Guys. Oh, <laughs> mind flares. Mind flares. Illithid. <laughs> yeah, Illithid. That's the fucking word. Yeah, it was a, mini- a miniature Illithid spaceship that everyone was checking out. And there was all kinds of paperwork everywhere. And I'm pretty sure it was in deep speech. Didn't I read it? Yes. Yeah, I read it. And there was some interesting stuff in there. And we found out with verification from the brain that the Illithid were technically... The inhabitants of Modris and some beings came down in a ship that looked like us, not us personally, but just like, you know, our races. And they kind of kicked the Illithid out and like overran everybody and, and took over. So the we, we've been believing this whole time that we were overran by the Illithid and it's been vice versa. So now we're at a moral dilemma here. <laughs> because we we confronted Wake about it, and I believe she's about to kind of, you know, crack open the egg here and tell us everything. And we got to decide what the hell we're going to do. Yes, and the reason why right now it is just Altrex and Ubo is because Altrex and Ubo were trying to make haste back up to the surface. So they took some dimension doors and then even so it's still dimension dooring there and then some running. And, you know, it, it took a couple of minutes to get back to uh cell reception and being able to reach wake and Tiana and Clyde and Merlin stayed down at the bottom. So uh just for the listeners at home, this one is being recorded. This part is being recorded after the Clyde, Merlin, and Tiana scene. So in case you needed to kind of know which one was recorded first and second. So uh, these two don't know what happened in their episode, and the other two aren't going to know what happened in their episode until they meet up or something and uh, give each other a catch-up. No one died, though, right? At least in their episode. Well, we'll see. (laughs) It it hasn't, the listeners haven't even heard it yet either. Uh, Uh, Because I'm going to be kind of combining them and sprinkling in them, like mixing them up. So it should be be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. But uh, as soon as you two get to the surface, you guys actually did get a hold of Wake at the very end of the last episode. And uh, the conversation went something like, Hey, Wake, what the hell is this about us being the invaders to Modris? And she's saying, like, I don't think we got time for this conversation right now. And you're like, no, I think we do. And she's like, okay, but you're not going (laughs) to like what you hear. And then we ended. So uh, you two are both close enough up on the surface, and you guys got the sending stone between the two of you. (laughs) 
okay, Altrex, Uba, what, like, what do you guys need to know right now? <laughs> what do we, what do we need to know right now? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, is the brain telling the truth here? Yes, the Ilthid were here first, technically, but that was thousands of years ago, and obviously it's everybody's home now. It's not just a matter of the humans or the orcs or the Warforge. Everybody lives here now, and it has been this way for thousands of years. <laughs> kind of feels like it's not the Ilithid's home anymore. Because there's been two wars, well, a great war, and now there's another one about to, uh, you know, about to start happening here. So something happened here to where they got kicked out, and they're trying to come back now. Well, when we came and found out that they were eating brains, we couldn't just have these brain eaters wandering around Modras and bumping into kids in the middle of the night and eating their brains so the <laughs> people back then thousands of years ago decided that they had to band together and drive off the illicit wipe them out and that's when they fled didn't you try to feed him something else <laughs> I, I'm sure over the years people have tried everything to try to feed them but they need to eat brains. There's nothing we could do about that. Hmm. I, 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 I think she has a fair point here. She does have a fair point. But I just, I don't know. No. <laughs> this, is, this is tough, man. Because, <laughs> you know, the way the brain described it back there, I kind of felt bad for the other thing. Oh, no. Yeah, now. It was fucked up. I mean, now she's got a point. Like, is the brain gonna or yeah? Is the brain gonna want to just? I mean, make it everybody? just yeah, just eats people. So, I mean, they're they're just inherently bad. I right? guess it is kind of a good thing they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> he can probably. I mean, you think he can still hear us? I don't, I don't. I don't have my button on the talk talk button. So, oh, you talking about the brain? You mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not uh, he can, still here. Yeah, he can hear us. I'm sure. Huh. So, brain. <laughs> Hang on one second. Wake, I need you to just hold on for one minute, okay? So, uh, abandoned by Altrex and Ubo, Merlin and Clyde and Tiana are left in the decrepit illicit lab. What are you guys uh, up to while uh, waiting for them to get back? Uh, I think presumably waiting for them to come back. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> we want to go without them. <laughs> So I don't know if you guys got any like games <laughs> or you got some more investigation to do or what you guys. Uh, we're in the laboratory, right? Right. 
Clark, do you got any games we could play? Any board games or something? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no games. No board oh, games. Oh, uh, No cards? We're in a laboratory, right? I imagine there's like chemicals and shit we probably shouldn't touch. Yes. Okay. I'm going to attempt to make a green flame. Okay. I'm just going to start pouring shit together. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, Clyde wants to play a game, too. Oh, Clyde wants to play a game, too? Yeah. Um, He burnt his arm hair off by mixing shit. <laughs> so Clyde gives oh, up yeah. after. <laughs> Clyde gives up after he burns off some arm hair, and then Tiana says, well, I've got, I've got Sava. I don't know if you've ever played Sava before. I've got a kit here. And uh, Tiana pulls out this what looks like it looks like a weird version of chess, uh, but there's not as many pieces as chess has. All the pieces are carved to resemble uh, dro warriors, mages, and priestess. The goal of the game is to destroy the other player's noble house. It's a game of skill, deception, and insight. And she looks at you two, and Clyde coming over rubbing his arm, play a game. She's well, I guess you two could play. I don't, I, I guess I'll set one out um, and just like look around. <laughs> While she so sets you, up, I'm going to make my four gallons of beer with Alchemy Jug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Starting to, starting to drink a little bit while uh, the game's getting set up. And, and, you know, we'll say that you both have played Sava before. So you both know the rules. Um, so sure. in game, it's similar to chess. A game of Sava takes roughly about 30 minutes or so. Each player makes a bet before the game begins. So however much you two want to bet. How much gold you got there, Clyde? Yeah, I got like 1,600. <laughs> yeah, mine says 115, but I don't, I got to have more than that. How about we just, how about we just keep it simple and just bet 20 gold? Okay, that sounds what? fair. 25 gold. How about copper? <laughs> <laughs> 10 gold, 10 gold. A hundred copper. <laughs> Clyde, Clyde, I, I'd give you some money back if you, you needed it, you know? I wouldn't just take all your money. All right. Let's bet uh, 15 gold. I'll bet that. Okay, so out of character, the way this works is uh, we will be making three different rolls. We will be making an intelligence check and then a wisdom check. And then a deception check. You need to be able to bluff uh, the pieces you're going to be moving. You need to be able to read your opponent. And you also need to be intelligent to win Sava. Because like I said, it's kind of like chess. So if you two want to make those three rolls, an intelligence check, wisdom check, and a charisma check. And it's pretty simple. You just total those three rolls. And uh, the winner is Ooh. the one with the highest number. Why, why, can, we, can I do a strength check? <laughs> to flip the table, maybe if you lose. Uh, Dang! Intelligence, right, my- wisdom, and charisma. Uh, intelligence, insight, deception. So insight and deception might actually be better than wisdom and charisma. Uh, for but Merle, intelligence maybe. is just flat intelligence. Wow, that was a bad one there with my plus five. Yeah, that my is first, pretty bad. My first one was plus zero, and I got an eighteen. 
Cool. Uh, so that was a deception, and he said insight. Oh. Dang. Oh, man. Clyde's got a Clyde's got a real shot at this. Yeah. All right. Oh, Jesus. Insight. Negative one. Not good at reading people, Clyde. Why don't you be a natural 20, though? I, which I feel like would make sense because I think Clyde can read Merlin by now. Yeah, not bad at all. 13. You definitely uh, can read Merlin pretty easy. Deception plus two. Now let's see if you can bluff to Merlin. Wow, <laughs> oh, you're pretty, pretty close to beating him already um, with your la- intelligence, just intelligence. flat intelligence. I think we're tied right now. 26, plus 26? zero. So be... Well, I think so. That's uh, okay. twenty six for Clyde. Uh, I think he plus six. Beat me, I beat him by one point. Is thirty six? Oh my goodness! Merlin won by one <laughs> point. Merlin ends up wow. uh, taking taking the high priestess. You got thirty three. I got thirty two. Wow! The last minute. That was a close I'm calling game. My dad in. game. I'm calling my ghost dad in. <laughs> well, well, right before Merlin can even gets a moment to celebrate his victory, the ground starts to shake very violently. Oh, sweet. You all have felt these tremors even before you came underground. While you were above ground, you still felt some slight tremors and weren't sure exactly what was going on. Now... This entire lab, there's some beakers that are falling off the table and shattering to the floor. And off into the darkness in the cave. I don't think either of you have dark vision, right? It's just the light that's going off of Merlin's spellbook and the fluorescent lights. Tiana does, I believe, because of her sorceress origin. I don't think I have dark vision. Yeah, I wasn't sure about... I do not. Glides. I don't know. Okay. Well, um, then you both just hear this grinding and crashing noise coming from the cave off in the distance. And you see Tiana look over in the direction of the, the missing wall, the laboratory, and she grabs both your arms just standing in front of you, grabs your arms. Do you see that thing? I don't see anything. What is it? Uh, we will go ahead and roll initiative really quick. Dang, man, I'm rolling terrible. Can't find this thing's initiative. Ooh, this thing has bad initiative. You've got light. It's just so far away that your book light isn't lighting up that area. Because this cave is very, very large. Okay, so this thing rolled a 13 initiative. Uh, let me do Tiana's. Ah, <sighs> Dang it, man. Whoa, Tiana got a 20. So right now it's going to be Tiana, Monster, Five. Merlin, Clyde. <laughs> Tiana Tiana being so quick to act as she kind of alerted you to what this is. She looks over and sees that both of you can't quite see this thing. And she says, it's like a, it looks like, like, a, like a purple worm. It's, it's really big, you guys. A purple worm. And I think it can sense us. You know what she's going to do? She is going to, while holding on to Clyde's arm, 
Clyde, you're gonna feel this. It's like you just chugged like five Red Bulls. Hell you yeah. are feeling speedy. You are ready to fucking. You don't know fucking what she's jacked. looking at, but you feel jacked and ready to roll until the spell ends, which is one minute, ten rounds of combat. Uh, you get plus two to armor class, so please Ooh. remember that. Fifteen advantage on dexterity saving throws, and you get an additional action each turn. Ooh. That action can only be used to take an attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object. And um, I think that's it. I don't think she's really got any bonus actions. Um, so she will uh, give you that that buff. While she's still not really certain if this thing can can notice you guys, so it's like just uh, sitting there. And then it's gonna be monster turn. And Dang. you two can't see this yet, but you just hear this grinding noise and it's getting closer and closer to you all. This thing only has 30 speed, which is really surprising because this thing, well, you guys are getting about to see it. It's going to, it's, it's just going to keep tunneling further into that cave. And just so that you guys can kind of picture it, even though you can't see it yet. We'll say that it's about in the middle of that cave. You guys could just like use how how close it sounds and just determine that you think that it's about the center of that big cavern you saw earlier. And now it's Merlin's turn. Alright, well I'm I'm trying to think because the spell is light. So I'm like wondering, like, would I be able to shoot this in front of me? The wall of light in front of me? Oh, wall of light makes a bunch of light. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. That's why I'm trying to think, like, if I can't see it... Yeah, I almost picked that that? for Tiana. Yeah, you could do that. Okay, so I can shoot this, and it makes a wall in the orientation I want. And I want it to, like, the wall to start as far as I can see, and then, like, deep down to the tunnel where it's headed. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, like, going towards the path of this wall. Yeah, the cool thing about the wall of light, because like I said, when I was picking Tiana's spells, I was looking at that, and I almost picked it, but I didn't. I ran out of spells. Yeah, 60 feet long, 10 feet high, 5 feet thick. Blocks line of sight, but uh, creatures and objects can just pass through it, so it's not like a solid wall. And it emits bright light after 120 feet, dim light for an additional 120 feet. This is probably the brightest light in the game you can make, I think, because that's 240 feet of light. I think, Dustin, I think that's going to light up the entire cave, and you all will be able to see everything. Um, When the wall appears, each creature in its area... Make a con saving throw. The range is 120 feet. That's probably about close to it. I can I can say that just based on sound, you could probably get it right near that if you wanted to. Okay. Now the only thing I'm thinking is if Johnny rushes in there. Well, he'd be in but there. the thing is, it's just when the wall appears, each creature makes a con saving throw or takes damage. And then a creature that ends its turn in the walls area. So obviously Clyde wouldn't want to go stand in the bright. So just wall. don't stand in it. And then 
this is the cool thing. Until the spell ends, which it lasts 10 minutes, which is a very long time, you can use an action to launch a beam of light at a creature you can see within 60 feet of it. Yeah, so this little worm pops up and just scares the okay. Jesus out of me, and I shoot this wall of light. <laughs> okay, so uh, a couple things are going to happen all at once. Uh, a, I'm going to make this thing roll a con saving throw real quick. It was a 13, and nope. that's with a plus 5. Nope. So go ahead and roll the 48. 17. So both of you see this massive wall of light that goes up. And it illuminates this entire cave. The entire cave, we'll say that's like a 300-foot circumference or whatever, or maybe diameter. It's, it's a big cave. This thing is smack dab in the middle of it. You can see the hole that it broke through on the far side of the cave. As soon as the light goes up, it does look like this thing was coming right for you all. The weird thing is, this thing from what you can see, which this has bright light over it right now, so it's pretty illuminated. You don't see any eyes. This looks like a worm that is 100, maybe 200 feet long, probably about 20 foot circumference around. It's got a ring of very sharp teeth in the center of its face with these tentacles that are barbed and coming out like little tiny skinny tongues. And then it's got these four flanges that are all opened on the side of its face. But you see no eyes. But even so, it looks like it's it's got like a heading right towards you three. That is until this wall of light shoots in and does 17 points of radiant damage to it. As it kind of recoils back a little bit. It definitely... Like I said, it doesn't have eyes, but it seems doesn't to, know where you know, came from. It seems like recoil back a little bit from this wall. Maybe it's so used to the underdark and the blackness of it that it somehow has some kind of sensory for light. And um, now I think we go to Clyde. So Clyde, this is. I want to reiterate how big this thing is. This thing, this thing is considered gargantuan, which is. The biggest size class in D and D is bigger than like a dragon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ghosty ghost right now. Um, man, I don't know if I want to get up on it. So we will say from the laboratory. So I did say it made it halfway across, and I said that it speeds thirty. So that means that it only went sixty feet in. We'll say that is sixty feet away then from the laboratory since it's a circle cave so I got if I'm a ghost can I still utilize my spidey flops um or can I just float yes um no because at the end of your turn that ghost (laughs) thing ends hmm I can rage which means that yes you can definitely indeed use those flighter (laughs) flighty uh spidey Spidey flops. flops so yeah so now I'm going to be up on the ceiling going towards the worm. Okay. So, yeah, and you said you could get 40 feet, so about 20 feet away from it. You got any kind of ranged or anything? I got a hand axe, but I don't want to use it. I guess I can. I can throw two of them. Yeah, I'm going to throw a hand axe at it. Okay. Uh, Ooh. 
Guess what? This thing, this thing obviously isn't wearing like a fucking chest plate or anything, but it's it's thin as or its skin is definitely very thick. So that twenty and that twenty, are you gonna chuck a two at it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you throw both of these things, and they both pierce into its thick purple hide around its body, and they're just sticking out. Uh, right out of the neck, probably like 15 feet away from its mouth. Don't forget to add your rage damage, too. So I, I just rolled both at once. 2d6 plus okay. 8. Plus so it's going to be... So 16. It's actually going to be 13 plus 6 then, right? 19? Yeah. For your two rages? So 19, 19. damage total. Okay, yeah. You, uh, you hurl these two hand axes like i said they're sticking out of its neck so if you want to get them you're gonna have to get pretty close to <laughs> i'm gonna it. wait till it's dead <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you're uh, above it on the ceiling right now uh walking towards it tian oh wait oh i guess you only had two hand axes right yeah you can use um oh so you do have that extra bonus action mm-hmm. um I am going to disengage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So uh, I think what you would want is hide. Yes, hide. Uh, Disengage is if you want to leave someone's melee range without getting an opportunity attack. But hide is you. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Glides up on the ceiling and then uh, he just hunkers down and kind of tries to blend in with the ceiling. When you take the hide action, you make a stealth check and attempt to hide. Okay, so make me a stealth check real quick. If you succeed, you gain a couple benefits. Ah, <laughs> oh, five. Yeah, you're you're just like up on the ceiling, like trying to make yourself real small. But he let out a little fart. <laughs> okay, and now it is Tiana's turn. And now that Tiana realizes, like, oh shit. Okay, we're gonna fight this thing. <laughs> Glad just buried two axes in it, and Merlin cast a big oh, light ball on it. Tiana is going to. Stay the walk to the edge of the laboratory where the missing wall is, and she is going to cause this. You see a big, it's like a purple cloud go right around the head of this thing, and it's just, it just looks like a thick, like purple fog cloud circling this thing's uh, face. And the thing is going to have to make an intelligence saving throw of 17. Is that right? That sounds pretty high for uh, her level. My um, save throw is 19. <laughs> this thing <laughs> this thing got a, a 5 minus 4. Nice. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Wait a second. Um, it's only got 3 intelligence. So let me see. Oh, a creature with an intelligence score of two or lower can't be affected by this spell. It just is smart enough to be able to get its brain fucked with. Uh, So she casts Synaptic Static. Uh, Each creature in a 20-foot radius, it's just right on this thing's head. A creature with an intelligence score, yeah, yeah. A target takes 8d6 damage. Whoa. Uh, So it's going to be 20 points of damage. Uh, Psychic damage. And then, after a failed save, which this thing did very badly, the target has muddled thoughts for one minute. During that time, it rolls a d6 and subtracts that number from all of its attack rolls and ability checks, as well as con saving throws to maintain concentration. 
So this thing is like looking confused. It's looking behind it. It's looking up at Clyde on the ceiling. I kind of feel bad for this poor worm. Looking at Tiana. Well, don't feel bad for long because it's it's turn now. <laughs> and what it's going to do is it's going to rear its head back. And Clyde, you're very lucky that you're up on that ceiling right now. Because it is going to spew out this cone of acid towards Merlin and Tiana. And they will both need to make a dexterity save. Sorry, throw. guys. Uh, Clyde, you're high enough above that you'll be out of sight for this bad boy. So Tiana got a Dexate. 10, which is bad, yes. Oh, no. We're looking for an 18 saving throw. Or take 33 acid damage. Ooh. Tiana's looking bad. <laughs> wow, cool. Cool. Tiana is... Yes, uh, when it gets back to her turn, we'll have to probably do something. She's not looking great. Merlin, it's your turn. And real quick, Merlin, you've been doing this fight, casting this light on this thing, and uh, you haven't even realized that like you've had the Scrimmore staff in your hand this whole time. What are you doing, man? Use it. I don't I didn't even think about it. I'm Hope sorry. with it. Something. And all of a sudden, Merlin you realize this power that that staff has and it feels like it's vibrating in my hand it feels like it it wants it's pulling towards this thing and your whole body you feel this hatred towards this monster coming from the staff the staff wants this monster dead and I just posted in roll 20 the stats for the staff finally I've never seen this staff. Are you kidding me? You've been holding it this whole time. What do you mean? I Nick? know. I should have been studying it. I have advantage on saving throws against spells. So, wait. Did I have advantage on that poison I just got? No, that was not a spell. Oh. That was just saying acid great. reflux. Shoot. I think... I don't know. I think the best thing for me to do is my Eldritch Blast. Blast it a couple times. Yeah, I mean that is a warlock thing to do. But now you'll have um, plus two to attack and damage rolls. Cause what, Eldritch Blast would do three d ten plus fifteen. Oh, it'll actually add an extra d ten for psychic too if you hit. Yes. Wait, each time I hit because I'm hitting with three orbs. <sighs> Whenever the user cast a spell that causes damage. <laughs> Ah, shoot. I would I say, know. yeah. I guess so. Dang it. <laughs> Loopholes. Fucking warlocks. Just show it up his wormhole, man. Oh, Go man. right up his wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm shooting uh, Eldritch Blast. So I roll for that, right? It's been a while, man. It's been a while. Using the staff to wield Eldritch Blast. Eldridge Eldridge Bratz? No, I'm not shooting Eldridge Bratz at him. (laughs) The Bratz dolls, TMTM. Just throwing sassy little dolls Um, at him. (laughs) (laughs) There's one. Oh, that's not good. There's one. There's one. Do any of them hit? You shoot three now? Yes. I would say at least one hits. Two are going (laughs) to hit. Yeah, at least the 27 hits. The 17 just barely... Uh, pierces this thing's thick skin. 
19, and then what did you say I do extra? They both do plus two. Your wall's still there, which is good because it's lighting up the whole cave for you two. Um, you th- well, yeah, Tiana doesn't really need it, but this thing doesn't have eyes, so if it was pitch black, this thing would probably <laughs> be very hard to fight. And now we go to Clyde. Okay. Are, are there any big gaping wounds on this worm? Oh, no, not yet. The closest thing would probably be your two axes sticking out of its neck, but even those don't seem like like a, a ton of blood's coming out or anything Has like the that. worm came any closer to us? Not yet. It stayed in place when it shot that acid out. As a bonus action, can I ghost step? I don't know. Can you? What does ghost step do? Wait, 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 wait a second. My staff says whenever I cast a spell that uses causes damage, they add an additional damage die of psychic damage. Well, you didn't use the staff, man. No, it just says whenever you cast a spell. Oh, yes. It doesn't say, not. like, using... Does it mean the spells of the staff? No, it means literally any of them. I didn't roll a d6. I just... We had a plus two per... Now, does the worm see me? Does it know where no, I'm at? No, he can't see you, man. He, he has got no, no eyeballs. eyeballs. <laughs> well, it has no he eyeballs, but it's got something called blind sense. Actually, you know what, Johnny, that hide, I don't even know why I ro- had you roll for it, because this thing has something that says, okay, let me read it verbatim real quick. Creature sense. The neothilid, uh, the neothilid, <laughs> the neothilid, <laughs> is aware of the presence of creatures within one mile of it and have an intelligence of score of four or higher. <laughs> and it just knows the direction of those creatures and it can just sense them. So it's there's no hiding from this thing. So it's fine that you failed that. Um, so yes, to answer your question, it does know where you are. <laughs> and Dustin, yeah, go ahead and you can roll two more die damage for Psychic for those Eldritch Blasts. So, uh, tattoo, yeah, yeah, uh, this tattoo has three charges, um, it's a bonus action, yeah, you can expend one of the charges to become incorporeal, and you gain resistance, you've already got resistance though, and they don't stack, but you can't be grappled or restrained, and you can move through creatures and solid objects. So if you, if you turn that on, I think you would fall, because it doesn't say that you get, like, fly or levitate or anything. But what about a spidey flops? Do those like automatically cling to the wall, or is that? Well, action? I figure if you went ghost mode, I think the spidey flops would also go ghost mode. You just like fall. Yeah, I don't know. Or, or would I just float down because I'm a ghost? So we'll say that you are probably with your spidey flops on. Um, you're like right above this thing now. And we'll say that if this thing went full height, I mean, it would, its head would touch the, the ceiling in this cavern. Uh, but it's kind of, you know, coiled up and kind of lowered down right now. So we'll say that you're only about 10 feet above this thing's head. So if you wanted to, you could just unsticky your spidey flops if you're trying to just land on it. Just start whacking it. Okay, that was, well, don't do that. That's dirty. dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it hasn't advanced at all, right? Right. 
So I'm going to have to move to get above it. Yeah, and you've got your 40 feet of movement. Yeah, you'd be able to get that easy enough. So I'm 20 feet away from it, right? Yes. Also, uh, while Clyde is hasted, Clyde's speed is actually 80. So I apologize. You should have been able to catch that thing. Oh, okay. So I'm going Until to... the spell ends from, hey, the target speed is doubled. So I want to move 20 feet, drop down, hit it with my great X twice. Okay, I love this. So it's going to be Clyde death from above, falling 10 feet down onto its head. Uh, Go ahead and roll those attacks, and I want to... I think it, I think depending on how the rolls go, we're gonna maybe have to change. Because I got plus two, of, I got plus two great axe. So yeah, which I I'm sure your plus to hit is a very wild. Yeah, it's plus eleven. Twenty three for the first one. So as you're falling down, you cut into this thing's neck like right behind where your two hand axes are. And then you're you're kind of you know mounted on it at this point as you raise up your axe to hit again. But at, at this time, you're just your footing's not that that sure yet. And uh, with the fourteen, that second great axe attack is gonna miss. So so one's gonna hit. So then you can roll that damage. And I think you should be able to just click that damage right there from D and D Beyond where it says the. I don't I don't like how it rolls because I roll okay. I rolled a Mine two last never works, time. man. I'm gonna try it. I feel like it's gonna fuck me right here, though. I rolled. I only rolled an eight, which isn't super good at all. But oh, okay, okay. Oh, you rolled max damage eighteen. Oh, jeez, uh, much better than my eight. Yeah, you you raised your axe. Or well, no, this is the, your falling strike. So as you're falling, you uh, cut into this thing, and there's this purple blue blood goes flying as you lift your axe up and it just arcs off to the cave ceiling around your back. Well, and I'm raging. You're raging. So plus three. That's 21. Yes, that is more. That is plus three. So, oh. So that's 21 points of damage. Because mm-hmm. it's good up for 10 rounds. Oh, you can make... Oh, Johnny. You can make... Uh, holy cow. Okay, I'm going to read extra attack real quick. Extra attack. You can attack twice instead of once whenever you take the attack action on your turn. Well, with haste, you get another attack action per turn, which means you get another two attacks what? while hasted. So, we have. I think... I don't know if we've all been picturing this right. Clyde is this blur of motion while Tiana's haste is on him. And a ghost. He's a blur for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled 16 twice. Holy shit, that's this thing's armor class. It's 16. Oh, we're about to see some good damage pumped out. 2d12 plus 12. Plus six be- more because of the rage. 
50 so in one in one go whoa Clyde just did in one go almost 70 points of damage wow Tiana is definitely feeling good about that I, choice to haste Clyde is fucking jacked right now for whatever Tiana <laughs> did to him Clyde's probably ne- I mean never felt like this yeah. before it's like he drank 45 hour energy drinks and his heart's about to explode. I mean, you can bring it. Well, the thing is, when the spell ends, you lose a turn, and you have to like use a turn to like get your energy back because you use so much energy. But for the moment, it's doing very well as Clyde's just this blur of motion on top of this creature uh, fighting it. So, so I believe we're back up to Tiana now, who is uh, look looking looking very bad from that last attack. So Tiana is going to, she's going to extend her hands. All right, you guys. Oh, no, I like this. She's going to do a finger gun. And she is going to cast a lightning bolt as she shoots a lightning bolt out of her finger gun. Uh, This creature is going to make a dexterity saving throw, which is minus two. It's not very quick on its feet. Yeah, that's a nine total. So Tiana is going to do 22 points of lightning damage to it. And then she is going to actually just look at Merlin. She's going to say, I, I just need like one second. And she's going to back up to the like the entrance of the lab and towards the tunnel that's leaving. So that she's getting a little bit further away from this thing. So it doesn't hit her again with acid and kill her. And then it's the Neothalid's turn. Uh, by the way, will both of you roll me a... I'll let you pick an arcana or a history check to find out a little bit about these things. History check would be remembering it from school. Arcana would be just like knowing about it. So that's why I'm Either one is plus zero, so yeah. Same. Okay. This is just... Um, yeah, this is just like... Nope. S- your sc- oh, Merlin, nope. you don't remember... Okay, Clyde! Uh... Clyde, you actually paid attention. Maybe maybe you paid attention in this class because, you know, these things, you found out about them and you found out that they're so, like, big and you thought that it was really fucking cool. You know that Neothalids are the sworn enemies of Illithid because of a Neothalid <laughs> is if a... Illithid tadpole goes unchecked and is never put into a host. It's never inserted into like a creature's nose to make a mind flare. The tadpole just grows and grows and grows and grows. And it has all these resistances against mind flayers and elder brains and they're not smart enough for a lot of the elder brain attacks so it pretty much grows up to be this like illithid slash elder brain like wrecking ball so it sounds like we need to recruit this thing to get this (laughs) but you would also know Clyde that these things pretty much just have one mode and that one mode is to eat so, 
I don't know how well the recruitment would go for this thing. I don't know if it's looking for a, a job or a rank in a military or anything. Right now, it's just wanting to Merlin, are you saying we should re- recruit this thing to fuck the brain up? That's not like a good plan. Is this like a... I, I don't know what this worm is. Is it like a... What is this? I don't know how much HP it has. I'm sure I pissed it off at this point. I think so too. Do you, what? What is it like? Some kind of what do worms like eat? Enemy to the illithid, or what are you? What are you trying to say? Worms eat dirt. I can offer some dirt. dirt and uh, try to befriend it. You know? Why would you want to befriend it? Because it's it's the it's the nemesis to the fucking illithid. Oh, yeah. I remember that from. I don't remember what he said, but I remember. From one of your classes? Yeah. I was asleep in class. I don't remember much You sleep school. a lot, man. <laughs> Not healthy, but... Sorry. Right. Real, real quick, while, while Clyde's shouting this out to Merlin, Clyde, I need a strength saving throw, please. I'm sure I, you've actually got pretty good, good strength saving throws, so this is going to be... I really hope you don't do good, because I think this would be a very fun scene. If you fail this. <laughs> Damn it, Clyde. It would have been so funny. Um, Today, okay. Today's the best rolling I've ever fucking done. Yeah, Today. it's doing really well. You almost critted on that, actually. Um, so this thing, it's some of those big barbed tentacles coming out of its mouth. Reach up like and slap against uh, Clyde on the back of this thing's neck. They've got like... Oof, uh, 30 foot range, which is pretty crazy. Um, so they reach back and slap Clyde, and they, you could tell it's like trying to grapple you up to maybe like eat you, swallow you whole. Um, but you're able to. Before he does that. Yeah. I'm going to use my alchemy jug again. Lather myself. Well, you already, you already saved. We were only looking for a, uh, Wow, we were looking for an 18 and you rolled a 23. Damn it, Johnny. Just in case I am lathered in mayonnaise. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to make it want to eat you even more now. So you're going to take 34 points of damage. Well, okay, so we, we have to do some math here. It's 21 bludgeoning, but you take half of that. So you'll take 10 bludgeoning. And then 13 Psychic. So you'll take 23 points of damage total. And you saved on the strength saving throw, so you weren't swallowed, unfortunately, because that would have been very fun. I'm down to be swallowed. When I asked if there was a gaping wound, that was my initial plan. (laughs) Well, then that changes things. Do you want to let this thing? You can allow it to absolutely you up. Fucking swallow me whole. (laughs) okay so it's barbed tongue thing wraps around you you'll take that same amount of damage and then Merlin you just see with this bright blinding white wall of light above this thing it scoops up Clyde and one of its tendrils gets sucked on into its mouth (laughs) you don't see Clyde anymore
Hey everybody, it's your Dungeon Master, I'm Deweese here. Hope you all are liking this week's episode. It was a really fun one to do. It was our first time we've actually recorded on separate nights, and I'm really pleased with how it came out, so I hope you are too. Hey, our first sponsor this week is the one and only Podcorn. If you've got a podcast, no matter what your audience size is, Podcorn is the place you need to go and sign up for an account right away. Take a few minutes, fill out the information for your podcast, get an account created, and then as easy as that, you just click on the sponsorships tab and start sending off pitches to various sponsors that you think you'd be a good fit for. And these sponsors have a wide variety of uh, things they're looking for. Some of them are looking for mid-rolls or pre-rolls. Some are even looking for interviews or giveaways. So it's a very flexible system. You just set your price, uh, write up a pitch, and tell the company why you think you would be a good pair for them. And then um, after that, you just wait to hear back from them. If they accept, you record your ads, send it off to them, let them approve it, and then you get paid. It's really as easy as that. We've had nothing but positive experiences with Podcorn, so we suggested to everybody who has a podcast, go get yourself an account and you will not be disappointed. You can go to podcorn.com or, of course, click the link in the show notes below. All right. The Majestic Goose Network has some big things coming up starting as early as next week. That's right. Next Monday, Lore and Poor goes public right now. It's a Patreon exclusive. Uh, we've got four episodes up on our Patreon for our $1 note patrons, but uh, next Monday, it's going to go public. Not all four episodes, though, so patrons would still get early access to a lot of episodes. But still, every other Monday, you will be able to find Lauren Poor on your podcatchers, and Lauren Poor is me as the host, and it's like Drunk History meets Dungeons & Dragons lore. I have a different guest on every week, and 30 minutes before we hit record, while we're drinking and getting ready for the episode, I give them their topic right on the spot. They take about 30 minutes to research it a little bit, and then we hit record, and <laughs> things generally get pretty wild, and uh, I really can't wait to get that show out there, having so much fun with it. Again, that is going to be called Lauren Poor. It's going to be on all podcatchers starting next Monday. Actually, the a uh, podcatcher should go up here in the next few days this week. Uh, I'm recording this uh, on January the 25th, so it should be out maybe as early as the 26th. So check your uh, podcatcher now. See if there's a trailer up or something. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Another thing that definitely is getting released on podcatchers already right now is the new D&D 5e In Space campaign. It's going to be a sci-fi thriller. I'm on it as a mind flare, and it is called Eclipse. And Eclipse will be bi-weekly also on Thursdays, and it will be launching next Thursday. I cannot express how excited I am for this show to get out there. I have got a sneak peek at episode one after it's been edited by Jeremy Fair, the GM. And holy cow, it is a very well-produced uh, show with a lot of sound effects and a lot of, of really high production value. And we've only recorded two episodes so far, but it's been a ton of fun. I'm really excited to get that out there. And you can download the prologue right now on Spotify and a couple other podcatchers, and it should be up on Apple Podcasts soon. All right. Uh, with all that out of the way, I will let you all get back to the show. Make sure you stick around for the outtakes at the very end of the show because there's some good ones in here, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye, everybody.
Uh, brain. So, from my understanding, the reason you guys were forced out to begin with was that, you know, you like eating brains. And we have we have to eat brains. It's not like to. we like it. I mean, yeah, we I do. Mean, you kind of like it. Yeah. They're delicious, but but uh, yeah. So I mean, do you see the 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 catch twenty two here that we're facing? You know, you like to eat brains. All of our people have brains. <laughs> they're <laughs> i.e. they're a food source. Uh. You know, I'm I'm really stuck here because I I kind of was fighting for you for a minute and feeling bad, but now I don't know what to do. I mean, I I I really am at a loss for words right now. I can't promise we're gonna just up and stop eating brains. We need to eat the brains, so that's that's a, that's a thing. I mean, we were here just fine, and then you all came in and then had these delicious, juicy brains. And it's just as what happens is what happened. So what's it before? Animal brains, but you know, once you quit animal brains, uh, you start that, eating sentient brains. You would just have to die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that doesn't sound as good as I thought it anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I believe. We are at an impasse, Brain. Hey, I, it's fun that you went to bat for me for like eight seconds. That was cool. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, I don't really mind either way. You all just kill, keep keep on, keep on coming down here. I mean, come on now. How many illithid are down there with you? You just got to see for yourself. And at that, uh, all checks and Uber, you guys feel the ground uh shake pretty pretty violently like under your feet like a pretty big rumble like a little uh earthquake just Whoa. maybe like two seconds and then it's over what the hell was that i don't know though hopefully the gods are over clear yeah that came from down below so oh, that's hey uh, hey brain <laughs> yo you uh you wouldn't happen to be causing any disturbance down there with our with our friends are you Nope, but it seems like they sure are having fun. Uh-oh. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> the cool thing is, you know what the cool thing is? What? What's that? Two of my like biggest enemies are fighting right now. It's so fun. What? Two of the biggest enemies? Just come back down. You can probably save your friends if you... Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Wait, we gotta call you back. Sure. Okay. Uh, just hang in there, by the way. I know there's a lot of, you know, illithids around you right now, but uh, just hold tight. We're going to go kill the bread. No. <laughs> okay, so we are back on killing the brain plan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, we kind of have to be. They're about to eat our friends. And he's not going to stop eating brains. So we have to do something here. All right. Well, I mean, if it sounds like Clyde and Merlin are in trouble, just—I mean, hurry, go try to help them. For the record, it's fucked up that we came here, and then you know they had to start eating regular brains because they were introduced to us. Why did? Well, where were we before? Why did we come here? Doesn't sound like a good spot to come when you got brain-eating tentacle people here. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to leave you with that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can explain. When we have more time, I can explain where we came from, why we had to tell everybody what we told, but it sounds like you all really need to get down there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, we're just running. I'm on my <laughs> way back. <laughs> okay, cool. So, Clyde, you are swallowed, so you are blinded and restrained, but you have total cover against attacks and other effects. Okay. And then we go to Merlin. Merlin, this thing just ate Clyde. (laughs) Well, first things first. I'm the realist. I'm tossing, uh, let's, let's toss 4d6 healing on... Tiana, that's a oh, bonus that's a good action. Call. I'm just trying to think. I got 14 total, but I'm thinking I want to save some for an Eldridge brain. If we're you know going to be doing that same you know resting situation. Okay, so uh, yeah, you see uh, some of the acid get just splashed off of Tiana, and some of those burns start to uh, heal up a little bit. I'm looking at that wall of light again. On an action, you said I could do a what? You can shoot a beam of radiant energy at it. Just for 48? Yeah, it's not super good. I think your Eldritch yeah, Blast is better. I was going to do another Eldritch Blast. That's why I didn't take that spell, because it actually didn't seem that good. But for it shedding light in this cave <laughs> with you, it's fantastic. Holy shit, you just hit it with three Eldritch Blasts. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. So let's roll three. It's actually 40, 10, because you get... No! Oh, I get the th- three extra D6 what? from the Mystic stack. It's right? not D6, it's D10s. It's whatever damage your spell die does. What are you reading, man? I'm reading uh, Psychic amplification yeah whenever the user uses a spell they add additional dive damage i.e fireball does oh i ah gotcha whatever whatever damage die i'm picking up what you're putting down now which i'm now i'm now seeing that i should not i should have scaled this for a warlock 16 warlocks 16 extra so it's gonna be well, it's still not as much as fucking Uber Clyde over well, here. Well, he's got freaking haste on him and crap. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it is a lot of damage. Nothing to sneeze at. But yeah, when I saw Clyde's like 70 points of damage, <laughs> it made me realize just how good uh, haste is. That's crazy. So after Merlin shoots these three massive bolts of Eldridge Blast at this thing, Clyde, you can feel some some jiggles. So Rubble's hitting this thing's underbelly as it's kind of jiggling you around <laughs> while you're getting uh, digested uh, in this thing's belly. So you only take... Uh, well, we'll get to that when it gets to this thing's uh, turn. But right now, you are inside of this thing's uh, soft underbelly. Swallowed up. Still hasted. I'm going to 
try to slice my way out. Okay, so, well, the thing is, uh, those are attack rolls, right? Yeah. Yeah, those are attack rolls. Both very bad attack rolls. Yep. But while you're in the belly of this thing, you've actually, so you are restrained, which means you'll have disadvantage, which actually helps you right there because you rolled a 12 and a 13, which means that that's actually only one attack. And we now know that you get four attacks while hasted. So I rolled a 22 and a 28. So, okay, so you've got one attack that's going to hit. Because what we're going to have to do is all of these are going to have disadvantage. So the 12 and 13 were one attack and missed. And then that was a 22 and a 28. So the 22, we're taking the 22 because of disadvantage. So the 22 hits. Now we'll twice again. Okay, so that was well. Oh, that no. was uh, one, that was three. You got one more. Roll one more with disadvantage, and we'll see how many of these are hit. And this is—you literally look like Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy right now. Just your super speed with this big great axe, just hacking at this thing's belly. Okay. <laughs> and you're gonna hit it twice out of four of your swipes, even with that's a lot of rolls and disadvantage and shit. <laughs> but pretty much, you hit it twice. So, if you want, we can go ahead and just, uh, you could just do your, uh, what is it? It's, um, it's gonna be, no, 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 2d12 plus 18 with your rage damage. 32 (laughs) points of damage. (laughs) Clyde, Clyde, you're probably never gonna, you're probably never gonna be able to feel the thrill of battle anymore (laughs) unless you have fucking haste on, because that is, that is gnarly. You you feel like you're getting pretty close to opening up a wound to the outside of this thing's belly. And actually, actually, this thing needs to roll something real quick. Oh, Clyde, you hit this thing in the belly so hard, it starts to recoil back. And, well, like a cat coughing up a hairball. <laughs> it's going to puke you out. Because if, if this thing takes... 30 damage or more in a single turn. It must make a con saving throw and it made a 14 and it needed an 18. So it's going to spit you out 20 feet away (laughs) from it on the floor. And then we go to Tiana. So Tiana is going to now that she's healed a little bit more, feeling a little bit more confident. She's going to run up to that edge of the, uh, laboratory again and this time she's going to extend her hands and cast cone of cold and it rolled a 24 so it is going to save against this but it will still take whoa half of 37 oh wait Clyde sorry Tiana didn't see you there on the floor because she was in the hallway when you got uh, pu- puked out alien. and then she okay. runs up and casts cone of cold so Clyde you will also take 37 points of damage dang Oh, Tiana, sorry. <laughs> and then, but also this, this worm, this neothalid starts to crystallize and harden. And it's actually now looking, it's actually looking pretty rough now. It's, uh, wounds that you can almost see through the underbelly of it from where Clyde was hacking away at it from the inside and from all of its, its two axes sticking out of its neck and blood pooling from different parts of its body from Eldritch Blast. It's 
not looking great. And uh, we go to it. Man, I'm feeling really bad. Like, we should have just, like, vanished somehow, and this thing would have just seeked out this elder brain to eat it or something. <laughs> Too late for that, man. I know. This thing's almost dead. Ooh. I have Stone's Endurance, which, as a reaction, reduced damage dealt to you by 1d12 plus 2 once per short rest. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which I'm not, I'm not going to do it yet. This thing's Acid Breath didn't recharge, so it can't do Acid Breath. Um, Sucker. <laughs> instead, what it's going to do is it's it can cast Telekinesis, so it's going to go ahead and cast telekinesis and it's gonna scoop up merlin hopefully merlin will you make a strength saving throw real quick (laughs) we're looking for an 18 (laughs) so that's a roll 19 or 20 yeah come on 19 three. three. (laughs) claude you from from the ground you are facing the laboratory kind of on your belly you see Merlin just get scooped up by this invisible hand almost and just starts shooting 30 feet towards you all. Uh, and now Merlin is only 30 feet away from this this monster. And uh, Merlin, it's your turn now. Well, how close am I? Am I grappled? Is it like on me? What's going on? No, so telekinesis just means that uh, using mental ability, you can try to move a huge or smaller creature makes an ability saving throw um until the end of your next turn the creature is restrained in your telekinetic grip the creature lifted upward is suspended in midair so so we'll say that you are 30 feet closer to it kind of your arms are grappled at your side sides a little bit and it's just like a mental hold on you but you're only restrained which just means that you've got like disadvantage on stuff but I can't, like, touch this creature right now. Your speed is zero. I had something good, man. What were you going to do? I was going to do plane shift. I thought it was just for me. But I could use this spell to banish an unwilling creature to another plane. But it has to be a creature within my reach. And I make a melee oh. spell attack against it. So I, I don't think I can do that. Especially no. if my arms are down. Like, what can't I do? I got VSM, voice, You'll be able, you just have a, you have material. disadvantage on everything you're going to want to do. Okay. But I don't even think I can, like, reach him, touch him right now. No. So, can't do that. That would have been good. I was going to put him in the plane with all the illithids. So, you know, he'd be happy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> killing these people. <laughs> So you said I can shoot Eldritch Blast and just be disadvantaged? Yeah. Yeah, shoot. I guess, I guess I'll just do that. I always feel like I'm letting everyone down when I just do Eldritch Blast, you know? Just plain blast. Hey, you healed Tiana, and that gave her enough confidence to at least come back into the fight. Otherwise, she was going to be just hanging out in the back because she was... Oh, I got an at 20 on a blast! Whoa. Wow, that's going to be a lot of D10s right there. Oh, shit. A 31? What? Whoa, was that... So that was... Was that four blast? Uh, Three blast. The three three was like a while ago. That was... 
Holy cow, so you got a 19, a 16, and a 31. Yeah. <laughs> all three are going to hit. Well, I, man, you're going to have to help me out on all this math. That's going to be 70, 10. 70, 10. We need to nerf that, that stat on that, that staff because I did not think about Eldritch Blast. And then I, like myself, I do plus five on each bolt. So that's plus 15. But is there any other pluses? No, just 15. Okay, but here that's... it goes. 56. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This thing grasps right. me and I'm like, you mother ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Nope. <laughs> nope, you're right. You this thing did grab you. So that's disadvantage. Oh. So that's just two that hit. Roll another one. Well, all three of Roll. those hit. Roll another two. Roll two more. Man, I'm drunk. <laughs> roll one more. You had to roll six total. That's what I thought. Okay. There you go. So only one's going to miss. Okay. The one so that we have didn't to take crit. one of the we had to take one of those D ten away. Uh, let's take, take away take the, the three. three, the two. No two. There's a two there. Yeah. No, there's two threes. Let's take a three. No, let's, do let's that same roll. Like, how about how about do the same roll again? And we'll take an average. Yeah, well, I'll do that. All right. Let's roll six D tens plus fifteen. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Oh man. Yeah, you blast this thing pretty hard. But it's still still standing. It's looking. It's kind of like its head's wiggling like left and right, looking for an escape route now. And then it's Clyde's turn. Clyde, this thing oh, still has your two yeah. hand axes in its neck. Well, oh, it might take it. I'm you gotta grab them back. How far away am I from it? Twenty feet. Yeah, and you've got eighty feet of movement with your haste. Um, so I'm gonna run up and try to throat check it. With my plus two great axe. Let's have you roll. I think this is going to be the same spot that you were whacking at from the inside of it. Oh, baby. That was a 24 and a 25. You can actually roll two more real quick because of haste. 24 again. What's going on? 24, 25, <gasps> 24, Net 31. 20. Oh. Oh, this thing is dead. Like I don't I think it's more? possible. F- okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't think it's possible for this thing to not die. But just so that we can see a big amount of numbers, go ahead and roll one, two, three, four, five d twelve plus twenty four plus twelve. Clyde's like, man, he's taking my two axes. I'm getting him down. Right now. <laughs> so it's 76. <laughs> so, Clyde, you hit it right at that part of its neck that you were on the inside of it whacking at from the inside. So it's already weakened from the inside. And you cleave right through it. And your great axe is not even long enough like as wide as this thing is but the angle that you chop at it chops from the outside in and you end up decapitating the entire top 20 feet or so of this neothalid and it slams to the ground you notched it and you dropped it notch and drop (laughs) baby notch and drop 
<laughs> Gotta top it, then notch it, and drop it. Everybody, it's your dungeon master Adam DeWeese again. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of Halfway to Heroes. A special thank you to all of our current patrons. So thank you so much, Tiana H, Lawful Stupid Podcast, Robert C, Bradley M, Brittany D, Danny T, Jeremy Fair, Loki Strike, Something Wicked, Talking Anime, Zoltar, Bay Area Beer Socials, Cameron D, Danny M, Marty McFry, Drew Rundu, Jason Pravat, John Lorber, John Lorber rather. Jim, Mindweave RPG, Remus S, Tanya, and Jorian Drake. This list is growing so much, and it's making us so happy to see all these new names on the list. If you ever considered joining the Patreon, now is a very good time to do so, because we are adding so many new shows to the network, and this Patreon page is for the entire Majestic Goose network. It is patreon.com slash Majestic Goose. You can click the link in the notes below also. And with us adding more shows and more streams and things like that, our costs just rise and rise. So this Patreon really does help us keep all those costs at bay and help us just focus on bringing you all the entertainment quality that you all have uh, come to be accustomed to here on the Majestic Goose Network. If you haven't yet left us a five-star rating review on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate that, as well as checking out all the other shows on the Majestic Goose Network. And following us on all social media, as well as joining our Discord. Joining our Discord is really big. We really like to meet the people that listen to our shows. Uh, you can join the Discord at bit.ly slash halfway to Discord, I think is the bit.ly. Uh, if not, check the link in the notes below and that will get you there. It's a very fun place to hang out. Would love to see you there. And follow us on Twitch. We're really trying to blow up the Twitch this year. 2021, we're hoping it's going to be a big year for the Twitch. So go over to twitch.tv slash Majestic Goose Network. Make sure you follow there. Subscribe if you can. Hey, if you've got an Amazon Prime account, you get one free uh, Twitch sub every single month. So you can use that on our channel and we would not complain at all. And other than that, next week is a huge week for the network because on Monday, I know I mentioned this in the mid-roll, but again, I just want to reiterate that Monday is our new show, Lauren Poor, and that is like a drunk history meets Dungeons and Dragons lore with a uh, just me as a host with a bunch of different guests on. It's very fun. Can't wait till that uh, comes out. And then Thursday is the debut of our D&D and Space campaign, Eclipse, where I'm a player. I get to play a mind flayer in there like this show. So go check it out. Uh, it's a very, very uh, well-produced show. Super cool sci-fi thriller. Uh, definitely worth checking out. That's going to be on Thursdays, every other Thursday, and more important will be every other Monday. And again, thank you all for listening. Hope you all enjoy all the other shows on the network, too. Make sure you check them all out, and I will see you all in two weeks. Bye, buddy. We will never be that beast again. I guarantee it. I did not realize when I hasted you <laughs> how much damage that was gonna do in the long run. Yeah, I mean when you when you drop the whole eating kids' brains, I mean that was kind of like a well, we kind of have to fight you now, kind of scenario. So yeah, well, and that the works. fact that they ate animal brains and then started eating 
like sentient brains. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and got hooked. Now they're just now they're just fucking selfish. They can go back to animal brains if they wanted to. Bastards. <laughs> Obviously, we don't have Barry to do the recap here. Oh, Barry oh, man. Man. sucks. Well, Barry oh, shows guns. Someone call Barry real quick. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. Honk.